a man is simply hoping to be castrated. That's all That's all he wanted, but instead, he ended up in a house of horrors. Who could have thought that story was going to happen? Then we take a look at a banishing ritual that will keep you busy all afternoon. And finally, we travel to New York City as we follow a trail of mysterious yellow notes strewn about this city. Is it possible that one man has all the clues to prove the ultimate conspiracy? Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. I gotta say this, man. I'm really behind on sending out my Patreon stickers. I'm gonna be doing that this... uh, I'm gonna be... I'll do it tomorrow. 100%. I got a ton of Patreon stickers I gotta send out. I really apologize. I'm behind on that. But what I'm not behind on is welcoming our newest Patreon. He's like, dude, you just told me you don't send stuff out? Adam Carter. We shush him and then we clap for Adam Carter. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Adam, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you can't support the Patreon, I totally get it. Just help spread the word about the show really, really helps out a lot. I said on yesterday's episode, I feel bad about the Patreon supporter for this episode. So here we go. Let's get the ball rolling here. Adam, I'm going to toss you the keys to the Dead Rabbit Dirgible. We are going to fly out to Patu, Oklahoma. And as we're flying out there, around the same time, so the story starts in October of 2020. Very, very recent story. There's a man who is unnamed. We'll call him Travis, just to guess. Travis is sitting at his home in Virginia. And he's sitting there and he goes, you know what, life is pretty good. I'm having a lot of fun. Um, I enjoy um, windsurfing. (laughs) I don't know, I'm making that up. I enjoy trading card games. I love Magic the Gathering. But you know what I'm not a huge fan of? Or my balls. My t- He's not talking about his basketballs in the corner. He's like, I really should start selling off my ball collection. He wanted to get his testicles removed. Now, listen. If you want to get your... I, the people, A lot of people don't have testicles. Uh, first off, a ton of people don't have testicles. But a lot of guys don't have testicles. They got blown up and um, shot or punched a bunch. Or they just decided, I don't want testicles anymore. That's fine. I mean, hopefully you don't get blown up. You're like, oh, Jason said this was good. I'm going to sit on this pump. But you know what I mean? If you don't want testicles, that's fine. I'm not to judge you. However, I do have to say this. If you want them removed, don't go online and search for the Eunuch Maker and the EM Crew, which sounds like the worst rap group ever. But the Eunuch Maker and the EM Crew, which I'm assuming EM stands for Eunuch Maker and not Emergency Medical Crew, the Eunuch Maker has this website where you can share stories about getting your testicles removed. I don't know what the story... The story would basically just be Adam removed. I talked about this on another episode. <laughs> I feel so bad for Adam. Sorry, Adam. He's sitting in the corner. He's like, this isn't happening. This isn't happening. I talked because it's going to get way grosser from here. We haven't even scraped the icing off this thing. I did an episode a long time ago about people being castrated. And I thought that's such a weird fetish to have because you can only do it one time. Right? 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 They don't grow back, I'm assuming? That's what's weird about it. Like, I guess you would imagine it, you would fantasize about it up to the point of them being removed, and then after that, you just look and you go, all right. Because this isn't a sex change operation, it's not gender reassignment and nothing like that. You're still a dude, but you just don't have any balls. And so, again, whatever. (laughs) But go to a licensed doctor, find someone who will take care of it, but don't go to the Eunuch Maker's website. Travis finds the Eunuch Maker's website and gets a hold of these two guys in Oklahoma. So we've been waiting here this whole time in Potu, 
Oklahoma. It's October 12th, 2020, and Travis is driven out to this location in the middle of nowhere. This is the home of Bob Lee Allen. He's 53 years old. And his husband, Thomas Evan Gates, who's 42 years old. Travis goes out here, and they said, listen, we will castrate you for free, but we want to videotape it. That should be your first sign something is wrong, that they're going to videotape it, but technically the first sign should be that they drove you out to the middle of nowhere. I, I, I don't think he was like, what? I expected I expected a five-star medical suite. I'm sure he knew what he was getting into, but anyways, he's in this cabin in the middle of nowhere. They go, we'll do it for free. We want to videotape you. And he's like, oh yeah, that's, that's fine, I guess. And then the procedure starts. So, <laughs> poor Adam, poor Adam. What they do is they do remove his testicles. That part of it is successful. But he's not put under for it. He's given local anesthetic, so he doesn't feel anything down there, but he's wide awake during this. Maybe that's part of the fetish. I don't know. I'm not going to research it. But anyways, they snip his balls. They're done. Now, he is, like, strapped down to this table. So, Because even though you're, like, a willing participant, I think you would probably, you know, like, start moving. (laughs) I would assume you would start moving even if you're a willing participant. So he's strapped down, I'm assuming. It doesn't say so, actually, in the, any of the articles, but I'm assuming for the events that transpired. He's laying there, and they're putting gauze down there, and Bob says, oh, you know, videotaping, it's just part of the plan. That's just part of what we're doing. He's like, what? <laughs> How can this get even any weirder? That's when Bob tells... Travis, that him and Thomas like to eat the testicles of the men that he's castrated. He goes, you're not the first, son. I've been doing this a long time. I actually got six more customers on the way. Mm-mm-mm, he said, I don't know if he actually said that. That wasn't in the article. They're like, he, he quote, went, mm-mm-mm, and rubbed his tummy. But anyway, so he takes this guy's balls, which again is a terrible dietary... <laughs> I mean, don't don't eat it for the nutrients. I mean, obviously, it's some gross sex thing. But think about it. Like, when you kill a bear, you get a bunch of bear meat. When you kill a cow, you get a bunch of cow meat. But if you only eat testicles, I don't think that's the only thing he ate. I don't think he's like, oh, man, I'm starving. I better get some weirdos down here. The point is, is that he says, I'm going to eat your balls. After the fact, by the way, he did not sit on the website. None of that was in the advertising. He's like, no, I wanted to take those home. And then he said, this is why I think the guy's strapped down. Because at this point, the guy is totally like putting the balls in a bag, throwing them in the freezer. And he goes, I'm going to tell you a story too here, because I don't want you getting too crazy. <laughs> you know, this I, I run a professional operation here, Travis. He goes, once I had a guy that I did this procedure on, and he got crazy. So I just left him on this table and let him bleed out. He's dead now. So Travis is like, okay, this is definitely taking a turn for the worse. So I think, again, if he wasn't strapped down, he'd be like, good day to you, sir, and just leave. Grab a bunch of gauze on the way out. But he doesn't leave. He's actually there all night long. And when he wakes up the next morning, he's heavily bleeding from his groin. So he's begging Bob and Thomas to take him to the hospital. Bob is adamant. I'm not taking you to the hospital. You're just going to stop bleeding. It's only been 12 hours. Give it another 12. See how you're doing. Finally, after a lot of pleading, Bob relents, throws Travis in the van, and begins driving to the hospital. But Bob turns around while he's driving. That's not safe. Everything else he did up to this was A-OK, but this part's not safe. He's driving down the road, and he turns around. He's not looking where he's driving. And he says, if you fall asleep or pass out while we're driving to the hospital, I'm just going to carry you in the woods and dump your body. So stay awake. 
that would keep you awake, right? <laughs> You're like, okay, I don't need any caffeine, I'm fine. Secondly, he said, when you get to the hospital, tell them you did this yourself. Tell them you did this yourself. And he's like, okay, that's going to be kind of hard. Um, because this is very difficult. I came to you because I couldn't do it myself. But anyways, they drop him off the hospital. He goes in, the doctors start taking care of him. Travis is still alive. But while Travis was in the hospital, guess who visits him? Bob and Thomas. They walk into the hospital. They go up and they visit Travis. And I don't know if they talked to him about it in the hospital room or talked about it to him before. The articles made it sound like they talked about it in the hospital itself. So I'm going to go with that narrative. Plus, that makes this even more insane. They go to the hospital, they visit poor Travis, and they say, Hey, how you doing, man? I was really worried about you. <laughs> I threatened to let you die multiple times. Then Bob goes, tell you what, you've been such a good sport. You haven't ratted us out to the police. You know, I told you I was going to eat your testicles. You know, I said that when you're, he's not talking super low. There's a nurse in the room folding blankets. She's like, what'd you say? Remember how I said I was going to do that? Tell you what, man. Tell you what, man. Tell you what. You got two testicles. I'll let you eat one of your own testicles. How's that? How, 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 do, you, how do you feel about all the events that, that have transpired? I'm willing to split testicles with you. So Bob and Thomas were shortly arrested after the hospital visit. And what it seems like is either he didn't know who they were and when they visited the hospitals. I don't know if security tackled him on the way. They tackle him, a bunch of balls are rolling on the floor. They go to tackle him, the Bob's throwing balls on the ground. The security guard's just living on him. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> throwing him he is a slingshot he's like take that coppa right in their face like a eggs breaking open anyways how do you take down a man whose weapon is unlimited testicles when the cops did go to his house they did find balls in his freezer they also found other unnamed body parts the police have not announced what else they found in the freezer so it may be a murder investigation Right now, see that I th this story is kind of stopped. It's kind of frozen. No pun intended. In motion, it's not really a pun. I was just talking about a freezer earlier. We don't know really much else about this story, so we'll keep you updated. If you guys want to know, we're gonna have we're gonna have a testicle Tuesdays, where every Tuesday I'll update you to the story. You're like I'll just stop listening on Tuesday. Sounds like a deal, Jason. Adam, let's go ahead and hop in that Jason Jalopy. We are leaving behind Potu, Oklahoma. We are headed out to your bedroom. Adam's like, what? I didn't my bedroom super messy. I didn't plan for this. We're all sitting in Adam's bedroom. It can be anyone's bedroom. It could even be your bedroom. Doesn't matter. Wherever you feel most comfortable, you're there. Yesterday, I did a story about monsters in the closet. Now, there was some stuff I had to cut for time, but I did want to include this. because I probably should have included it yesterday because it's a banishing ritual. It's to keep monsters from getting you in your house. You're like, yes, Jason, you should have included that yesterday. I've been attacked several times by demons since. So here we go. We're sitting in your bedroom. When I was looking at that website, Magic for the Real World, it has a comment section, which I love comment sections for this type of stuff because you can have borderline weirdness in the article and then the weirdest dudes in the universe show up. They're manifested into the comments of these places. So here we have on this article that we talked about yesterday, uh, Magic for the Real World. Um, we talked about transitional spaces. We have someone appear out of the transitional space. It's the commoner known as Shadow Speaker. So they're, they're, <laughs> that just set the level of edge that we're going to be looking at in this comment. Shadow Speaker's sitting there and he shuts off his panic at the disco album and he turns to us and he goes, You know what, guys? I love transitional spaces. 
when I was a kid growing up, I always loved walking in and out of rooms. People didn't want me in the same room with them, so I got really used to it. I See, you guys are scared of these places. I love them, man. I used to love being under my bed. We're kind of looking at each other. What are you talking about? He's like, come on, man. It's not spooky down there. He then goes on to explain that he is not just Shadow Speaker. And Shadow Speaker isn't just the name. Oh, no, no, no. He's more than us mere homo sapiens. The God of Darkness is inhabiting his body. You better take him seriously. You don't get a name like Shadow Speaker just because it sounds cool, right? No, he earned that name when the God of Darkness crept into his body. It's crawling through the darkness. It's crawling through his skin. Lincoln Park's playing really loud in his ears. Ah. It finally, the God of Darkness says, oh, they don't like you. They make you walk from room to room. Your feet are sore. But I like you. Yes, I do. I'm the God of Darkness. Yes. Shadow Speaker. So apparently this guy, this guy who's commenting on a website, commenting on a WordPress website is actually part deity that that's pretty good you think he'd have better things to do with his time you know like take over all of reality but he also says i have the god of darkness in me totally unironically he just goes on with his sentence he makes that claim but he's here to share with us a banishing ritual i bet you guys didn't know that the god of darkness wants to help us banish darkness it's a wacky world out there 2020 has been a mess here you go take a pen and paper get ready to write this stuff down unless you're driving in the car and <laughs> then just just play this back when you get home Here's a foolproof way to protect your room. First off, you draw an algiz. So I looked that up. That's the Y, the letter Y with a head, with a little line. Look this up. Don't just start drawing this. A bunch of demons show up. You get an ancient sigil. It's a letter Y with like a line at the top. So it looks like a man sticking his hands up. You have to draw one on each wall. That seems easy enough. Then you have to draw three on each door. You have to draw one on each window, one on each mirror frame, mirror frame, one of the two, however you pronounce it. You have to draw one on the vents. So at this point, you're like, man, I I hope a bunch of demons show up. My arm's getting tired. Uh, At least they could take me away from this muscle strain I have. You also, that's not, you're you're not done yet. Don't put down that chalk yet. You're not done yet. You also have to put it on any gateway in the room. Now, my question is, you have to do it on any gateway. So that would be, I don't know, a mouse hole. You might want to call an exterminator about that, but like a little mouse hole, you do it on there. The drain in your bathroom. Because that's the spookiest place. Ghosts can come in and out of my bedroom all day long. I don't want them in my bathroom. You'd have to draw one on the, uh, like all your pipes and stuff like that. And then aren't you a gateway? Like your mouth is a transitional space. I guess I'm being facetious now. I'm like, your butthole is a transitional space, Shadow Speaker. But I think like anything could really be considered a gateway. But so the thing is, is that this is so. Oh, you also got to start a fire. You got to get a. <laughs> you can't just jump to that. You have to get a little bowl, a fireproof bowl, if those exist, and put it on your floor and then burn a Rowan wood shavings. And then as you're sitting there, you pretend, you imagine all of this. <laughs> There's not a big difference between the two words in this context. You make all the light fill your room up and you move your arms and you're like imagining this light going all over your room, this healing light. So you got to do that too. Don't burn your house down while you're doing any of this or get evicted for drawing a bunch of symbols everywhere. It's actually kind of interesting because it's fairly complex. And if it doesn't work, the onus is on the magic worker. This is one of those spells like you could write back to Shadow Speaker. Uh, who, again, deity of the eternal ebony knight, 
also has an AOL account. You can message him and be like, hey, I tried your thing. It didn't work. And they'll be like, was there a crack in your room? There's an ant. Is there a single ant moving around? That means there is another gateway. So basically, if it doesn't work, then you didn't do it right. It's fairly complex to have to cover all entrances and exits. But he does say, this man who's an expert of leaving rooms does say, quote, in this way, nothing can enter or leave without your permission. You wouldn't want to create a spell to trap something in there with you. So I don't know. Shadow Speaker, you're out there now. I'm sure you are. I'm sure you have a fulfilling job, a career, a family, and you've left the God of Darkness behind. But if you haven't, the God of Darkness is still inside of you. Let it out. Let it out. We know that the God of Darkness is just hanging out at your place one day. He's like, oh, this place looks kind of chill. No, oh, oh, he's trapped in the room. And then the, underneath the blankets, Shadow Speaker arrives. He goes, I've been waiting for you, God of Darkness. You belong to me now. The God of Darkness had never felt fear like that before. As this young man devours him. And now he's trapped in the body of this man. The tides have turned, O oh Lord of Darkness. But you probably deserved it with a name like that. You're probably super evil. Adam, go ahead and call in that carpenter copter. We are leaving behind your bedroom. The shadow Speaker's just hanging out there. I'll be waiting for you. When this episode's over. You're like, please don't let this episode ever end. Adam, go ahead and call in that carpenter copter. We are leaving behind your house. And we are headed out to New York City. So Adam lands us in the middle of Central Park. Bunch of birds are getting scared. We jump out of the carpenter copter. We get mugged. We fight the muggers. We win. And we're continuing to walk through Central Park. We're fighting muggers the whole way. We're ranking up our experience levels. We finally get out of the park. We lost a couple of you guys, but the journey brought the rest of us closer together. Outside of Central Park, because this guy's too smart to be hanging out in there, we meet Lars Dudstein. He's simply holding a little yellow note in his hand. And he goes, with his, with his eyebrows cocked, took you long enough. Lars sent me this story the other day. He took a photo of all of these little yellow squares laying on the sidewalk. Lars said, you know, I've seen these pop up before. I believe I saw them as early as 2016, but it had been a while since i seen them. thought you might be interested in this. And he took a couple photos of these things. This note that he's holding starts off with the headline, November 8th, 2020. CIA SS, the Nazi SS, not Secret Service, FBI, Kempatiti, Kempatiti, which I oh, can almost for sure I'm pronouncing that wrong, was the Japanese version of the Gestapo. They ran Unit 731. But anyways, um, he's basically comparing, he's basically saying that CIA and the German SS and the FBI and that Japanese Gestapo unit are one and the same. That kind of goes to where his conspiracy is going. But in this little sheet of paper, it's probably about, I don't know, five by five. He lays out a pretty intricate conspiracy theory. So here we go. One, both Donald Trump and the left have been defrauded during this election. So neither side won. And he goes, remember, Bernie Sanders was defrauded too. So he goes, don't think that the left is trying to defraud Trump. They've both been defrauded. They've both been defrauded by a organization so ingrained in American, no, in world society that they can do whatever they want. 3% of the population of the planet are actually spies. He goes on to say that most cops are good. However, 20% of all cops 
work for the deep state. And every single criminal organization on the planet works for the deep state. With this network, the spies know everything about you. Everything. It doesn't matter if you didn't post about it online. It doesn't matter if you did it alone in your house. Trapping the God of Darkness in your bedroom. They know about that. He says in this note, The spies train from very young, framing and bullying other kids. It's funny, when I read that part, I go, I can almost guarantee you that he had a difficult childhood. Not necessarily, I don't know what his home life was like, but when I read that, I thought, it will pop up later that he had a difficult childhood. Sure enough, he does state that since he was 15 years old, he's been an unwitting participant in what's known as lab rat experiments. He says he went to Congress 11 different times with evidence. He has thousands of hours of video proof. He says several times in this message that at any point he could be killed. They know how to make it look like an accident. He can be killed at any time. And at the very bottom of this slip of paper that was littering a New York street, placed there on purpose, there were several of them. It's not like this guy was running from the CIA and he was like, whoops, and he butterfingered all of his pamphlets. He puts them out on purpose. After talking about 3% of the world being spies, after talking about he might be killed at any moment, he leaves his address and his real name, Alexander D. Philippi, which I don't think that's how you pronounce it. Alexander D. Philippi, Philippi, maybe. Alexander is what we're going to call him. <laughs> Anyways, so Lars had said that he thought this guy was operating as far back as 2016. I actually found an article on a website called The Bowery Boogie. It's, I believe it's like a New York zine newsletter thing. They say that this guy's been doing it since 2012. He's been dropping these leaflets off. So now the hunt was on. I started finding all of this stuff about him. He does have thousands of hours of video footage. He has a Twitter that he set up in 2014. Most of the videos are of a camera facing outside of his apartment or house or brownstone, whatever it is. There's a camera facing out at the street, and the videos will be labeled The Mailman's At It Again. Car playing loud music at 3 in the morning. Four people walking down the street. A lot of times he does this thing where he'll set his camera up, and he goes, look what happened right after I set my camera up. So he'll set his camera up. There's a couple seconds of nothing, and then all of a sudden, like, a bunch of people are walking down the street. So he's thinking that the camera is starting the play. I guess I should say this. I don't even think I need to. He obviously has a lot of elements of gang stalking in this. A lot of these things. Most of the people work for this organization. You can't trust law enforcement. You can't trust anybody. He's constantly videotaping this stuff. He's gone to Congress a couple times with this, apparently, which would honestly be hilarious to watch the 10th time when security's like, oh, not this guy again. He has, he started this in 2014. He's created 131,000 tweets. There's a video channel. He has a video channel set up on a, site that I wasn't familiar with. He has one video that is simply six hours staring out of his window. It doesn't have lo-fi mixed into it. It's just a camera staring out of his window onto the street below. That channel has 2,800 followers and 810,000 likes. This guy's huge. This guy is huge in the gang-stalking community. His Twitter photo... People have weird Twitter photos, right? His Twitter photo is a man in full traction. It's a photo taken from a cell phone of a man in full traction. You can barely see his face. He 
He basically looks like, you know, when Bugs Bunny gets hit by a car and then he's in the... Or when a real person, unfortunately, gets hit by a car. You know how, like, they're cast from head to toe. You can just see their eyes. That's a photo of his Twitter profile. And I'm like, what? Is that him? Is that just how he feels today? Is that Does he feel like he's trapped in a cast? Like a rat in a cage? His Facebook has the same man from a different angle. So it's either him... I'm assuming it's him. Because it's in a hospital. It wasn't in Bob's barn from the first story. It's in a hospital. This photo's being taken. But I can't figure out... I mean, the assumption would be that this is Alexander in full body cast. So, I mean, I'm assuming that's him. My question is, why would that be the photo you would put... I mean, I guess I have multiple questions. I'm not like, oh, I totally believe everything else. 3% of the world spies. But let me ask you about your photo choices. Like, why is that him? I guess in a gang stalk, you know, most people want to put themselves, you got to put photos based on how you want the world to perceive you. If you're a jokester, you have a picture of you going, uh, doing something funny. And then um, if you're like serious or a businessman, you want to take a photo of yourself doing something business related in a business suit, shaking a hand with someone. You don't want a picture of a guy in a business suit going, huh? But I wonder if gang stalkers, if, because I, if I was a part of this community, I would want to put myself out there as being like super tough. So the gang stalkers didn't mess with me. You know what I mean? Like you'd want to have a picture of you like holding a gun or lifting weights or lifting guns. But maybe in the gang stalking community, you want photos to show yourself as the victim because that's how you feel all the time. I just thought of that. I wonder if that's what was going on with this. So he could go, look, gang-stalking world. Look at all you weirdos out there. This is what happened to me. This is his conspiracy in a nutshell. Because I didn't want to research on it. I was looking through it. This is really it in a nutshell. And it's fairly compelling as far as like a Tom Clancy novel goes or a Harry Turtle Dove novel goes. The Nazis did not lose World War II. Sure, the government was crushed. The military was crushed. And the land was taken over. But the Nazi regime simply had a plan B. If you can't beat them, join them. And they begin to form spy networks all over. Now, I know about Project Paperclip. I know about Operation Werewolf. Project Paperclip is where the United States got a bunch of Nazi scientists to work on our space program. Operation Werewolf was a plan that was discussed within the German government saying, we're going to have eternal guerrilla warfare in the country of Germany. Like, they may destroy the government... But behind every blade of grass will be a man with a gun. And eventually the generals in Germany were like, that is a terrible idea. The South wanted to do that too after the end of the Civil War. They wanted to have this long-term guerrilla warfare. And the leaders are like, nah, we lost. Like, <laughs> you just got to call it a day at a certain point. Because you would never be able to put down a nationwide insurrection like that. Every single day, millions of people shooting each other. So they just called it. But anyway, so this, I, I know both of those. Both of those are real, actually. Those aren't even conspiracy theories. But this borders on conspiracy theory territory because it's not like they just go to NASA. They actually infiltrate every position of society. Politics, the media, entertainment industries, cults, secret societies, the press, terrorist groups, law enforcement. They're all infiltrated at some point by this Fourth Reich. They are the deep state, is this guy's conspiracy theory. The deep state's not just people who've been working in government for 30 years, and they're like, I don't, I don't want anything to change. That's not the, what he's saying it is. That's what it is in real life. It's basically, you have people in there who are diehard political operatives, but you have a lot of people in there and be like, I just want to work here long enough to get my pension. So if I got to do a bunch of illegal stuff 
So stuff doesn't change too much in the government. That's a big component of what the deep state is. It's just lifelong bureaucrats who've been stamping papers for past 15 years. And then they're like, uh, they start to see all these changes come in government. And they're like, okay, I guess I'm a member of the deep state now because I want to get my pension. But his idea isn't that. It's that the actual Nazi regime has morphed into that. That's a that's a compelling conspiracy theory. That was one that I actually went to the conspiracy theory iceberg on. I went to that list that Jack on Twitter made, and I couldn't find it. This conspiracy theory that Nazis didn't lose World War II, they simply reorganized and took over the planet in another way. That's not on the conspiracy theory iceberg. I actually was sure that it was. Because it's a compelling conspiracy theory. Don't get me wrong. It would be a great espionage novel. I'm sure there have been books and movies made about stuff like this. But let's wrap it up like this. Let me read you a little bit of what Alexander wrote in his own words. Formally, I am free to go anywhere. Nevertheless, I am object of such harassment when I leave home that ultimately I have to stay in it to avoid provocations that could get me arrested again. Although staying at home means bearing enormous amount of toxins to keep me awake, and electroshocks to wake me up at specific intervals, sleep deprivation, the chances that a provocation can work in the spy's favor when I am at home are much more remote than when I am out of it. So that's the story of Alexander, a man who has imprisoned himself in his own house. It's the only place that he can truly be safe. With a camera pointing outside, recording all of the Nazi collaborators walking down the street. It's an interesting tale with a mysterious ending. If he is a recluse trapped in his house, who's dropping off the notes? What if someone is planting these notes, leaving this man's name and address, and he doesn't even know it? And curious people, or weirdos, or gang-stalking advocates, Keep walking up to his house, ringing the doorbell, asking for more information about the grand conspiracy. This man doesn't answer the door. He just waits until the knocking stops and he sees them move past his window. He records their face, and it's another proof of his gang-stalking delusion. However, what if someone is actually using innocent people to gang-stalk him? Innocent people who find these flyers and go to his house. If he is trapped in his house, who is leaving the flyers? That may be the start to unraveling the true conspiracy around little yellow slips of paper on the New York City sidewalk. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. Bye.